0: Hello and welcome to the podcast, Where Did the Rabbit Go? In this weekly podcast, we celebrate curiosity, critical thinking and evidence-based skepticism. I'm your host Marco and this is show 67 for Thursday, May 6th, 2021. It's the first week of May and I have big news today. Two pieces of news, actually. First of all, today, as for the day that the episode comes out, is my mom's birthday. And it's a round birthday. Yay! Happy birthday mom, many blessings, and I hope you get to spend some time with your loved ones. And the other piece of news, as mentioned last week, is that I got the vaccine, on Tuesday. And I will tell you all about it, but why don't we do this at the end of the show. For this week, I thought I'd do something health-related. One of the big guns of skepticism, and I can't believe that it had to come to episode 67 Before I even mentioned it on the show, we are going to talk about homeopathy. What is it and what is it not? What claims does it make? So, of course, here's the usual disclaimer when I talk about health-related topics. I am not a doctor and I do not have a degree in medicine. So if you need medical advice of any kind, please look for your doctor and do not trust any information that you find on the internet. Go with an expert. So how about we start the show? Okay, to start the main topic, let us take a look at the definition of homeopathy. And uh, I actually want to go on Wikipedia what yes sometimes you may hear that wikipedia is not the best source of information i think it is a very good source it's just a starting point remember that people can edit these articles but it's a good starting point and there is this whole bibliography at the bottom where you can follow up so let's take a look homeopathy is a pseudoscientific system of alternative medicine It was conceived in 1796 by the German physician Samuel Hahnemann. Its practitioners, called homeopaths, believe that a substance that causes symptoms of a disease in healthy people can cure similar symptoms in sick people. The doctrine is called similia similibus curentur, or like cures like. Homeopathic preparations are termed remedies and are made using homeopathic dilution. In this process, the selected substance is repeatedly diluted until the final product is chemically indistinguishable from the diluent. Often, not even a single molecule of the original substance can be expected to remain in the product. Between each dilution, homeopaths may hit and or shake the product, claiming this makes the diluent remember the original substance after its removal. Practitioners claim that such preparations upon oral intake can treat or cure disease. All relevant scientific knowledge about physics, chemistry, biochemistry and biology, gained since at least the mid-19th century, contradicts homeopathy. Homeopathic remedies are biochemically inert and have no effect on any known disease. Hahnemann's theory of disease, centered around principles he termed miasms, is inconsistent with subsequent identification of viruses and bacteria as causes of disease. Clinical trials have been conducted and generally demonstrated no objective effect from homeopathic preparations. The fundamental implausibility of homeopathy, as well as a lack of demonstrable effectiveness, has led to it being characterized within the scientific and medical communities as quackery and fraud. So, the article here is very clear. Homeopathy is something that cannot work. So... Why is it still so popular after almost two centuries? We continue to read. Homeopathy achieved its greatest popularity in the 19th century. It was introduced to the United States in 1825 with the first homeopathic school opening in 1835. Throughout the 19th century, dozens of homeopathic institutions appeared in Europe and the United States. During this period, homeopathy was able to appear relatively successful, as other forms of treatment could be harmful and ineffective. By the end of the century, the practice began to wane, with the last exclusively homeopathic medical school in the U.S. closing in 1920. In the 1970s, homeopathy made a significant comeback, with sales of some homeopathic products increasing tenfold. The trend corresponded with the rise of the New Age movement, and may be in part due to an irrational preference for, quote, natural products, and the longer consultation times homeopathic practitioners provided. In the 21st century, a series of meta-analyses have shown that the therapeutic claims of homeopathy lack scientific justification. As a result, national and international bodies have recommended the withdrawal of government funding for homeopathy in healthcare. National bodies from Australia, the United Kingdom, Switzerland and France, as well as the European Academic Science Advisory Council and the Russian Academy of Sciences, have all concluded that homeopathy is ineffective and recommended against the practice receiving any further funding the national health service in england no longer provides funding for homeopathic remedies and asked the department of health to add homeopathic remedies to the list of forbidden prescription items france removed funding in 2021 while spain has also announced moves to ban homeopathy and other pseudotherapies from health centers all right until here i'm going to just read from wikipedia um so in essence it's something that cannot work by definition because it doesn't contain anything and uh, the late james randy does a brilliant job in explaining what homeopathy exactly is and i will link to the video on youtube but here again my explanation in a nutshell so homeopathy believes as we learned in the article that in order to cure a disease you need to ingest the same substance that causes the disease like cures like let that sink in so i'm going to read that one more time, homeopathy believes that in order to cure a disease, you need to ingest the same substance that causes the disease. The next big belief of homeopathy is that in order to become stronger, your remedy needs to contain less of that substance. Another one that I will just have to read one more time. Your remedy needs to contain less of the substance in order to become stronger. And so what they do, maybe you picked this up on the article, is they dilute the active ingredient. For one part of medicine, they add 10 pieces of water. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say medicine. They call it remedy. So one part of remedy is mixed with 10 parts of water. And then they shake that, but in a very specific way. It's almost a dance. So 10 times on the up and down axis, then 10 times back and forth, and then 10 times left and right. And then they take that diluted solution, Take one part of that and mix it with 10 parts of water again and repeat the process. And they repeat it, in fact, many times. If the bottle of your remedy, of your medicine, says that it has a dilution of 15, D15, it means that they have repeated this process of dilution 15 times. And there are solutions of D30 or even more. All of this means that the bottle probably does not even contain one single molecule of the active ingredient. It's just pure water. In fact, if your bottle had the size of the entire universe, it's most likely not going to contain any molecule anymore. Maybe one. So you can take for a fact that there's nothing in it. You're taking pure water. But according to homeopathy, it's not necessary to contain anything. Remember this dance, this shaking gives the water memory according to their theory. So the water has memory of the substances that it once had contained. Another sentence I have to repeat. There you go. The water has memory of the substances that it once had contained. So does that mean if the water that you drink in its past, if it has been flushed down the toilet, even if it was cleaned afterwards, it still remembers what was once in it? That's gross. I will now go through a nice infographic by the Austrian fact-checking site Mimikama who summarized five different claims and truths about homeopathy in a nice poster which I will translate here from German to English and I will share some thoughts about this. So the first thing we have to remember is that homeopathy is not scientific. Remember in the article it said it's a pseudoscience so it cannot be held to scientific standards. And that's what they're actually looking for because whenever we test it with scientific standards, it is going to fail. So, homeopathic remedies have no proof of being useful whatsoever. So, they usually give like attributes to their remedies that they are proven, but usually they are very vague, very wishy washy. Um, and other than the placebo effect, nothing nothing goes on here. So, lots of people say, but a placebo effect is better than nothing. Um, so, they are misunderstanding the placebo effect. Remember, the placebo effect means that if you take something that is not a medicine, that's just a sugar pill or just pure water, but you think it's the medicine, that a small percentage of the patients will get better. And this is still being studied because... So what actually seems to help is the attention of a doctor. So even if they give you a placebo, uh, you might get better. But you even will get better if you don't take any medicine. Let's remember that. Your body will get better. So some people say, yeah, I will take it just for the placebo effect. That's not how it works. Okay, so Because if you know that you're just taking a placebo, then the placebo effect cannot happen. Uh, The next thing we need to remember is that homeopathy is not medicine. So it is a remedy. That's what they say. It's not medicine. They say it's alternative medicine, but that's another stupid term. Nothing can be alternative medicine because if it works, it would be medicine. Okay. So this is more or less like the last straw that they are grasping, that they say we have alternative procedures Uh, well, pseudo-medicine procedures, okay? And um, homeopathy is not an option for you to treat a disease because there's nothing in it. The next thing we need to remember is that homeopathy is only medicine in a juridical way. So, by definition, that's how they define themselves, okay? So, again... There is uh, no proof whatsoever that homeopathy works. In fact, there is a lot of proof, a lot of evidence that it doesn't work. And so this is for Germany, Austria. Um, physicians in the pharmacy, they actually have to tell you by law that homeopathy does not work. So they have to tell you, I'm going to give you this thing, but it doesn't work. It is no good for you. The next thing we need to remember is that Homeopathy is not a body of knowledge. Okay, so doctors do not get a degree in homeopathy. It's not another master's or something like that. It's just another title. They can add that to their title. It's it's kind of like you take a course in nail polishing. And um, so it it is yeah. It's very random, very arbitrary what they do with the medicine. This, this shaking, this is not a medical procedure, okay? Finally, um, homeopathy is not, not a, a philosophy. It's not a, another point of view, let's say, okay? Because people say you have to believe in it for it to work. No, because if homeopathy were a science-based medicine, then it would work whether you believe in it or not, like real medicine does. So um it's it's a very irrational point of view it's like voodoo for example we we don't treat people with voodoo anymore so anyway those are my thoughts about it um to sum it up homeopathy considered itself alternative medicine and that term by itself makes no sense because as i said if it worked it would by definition be medicine and if it doesn't have side effects It's because it doesn't have any effects. It cannot have them, right? So, people want to use homeopathy, I think, because it doesn't have any side effects, because they don't want to go through the side effects. But side effects are always part of medicine. So, it's just this romantic idea that it cannot do any harm, but it is because it cannot do anything. So, choose wisely. If you really want a treatment, you should get something science-based. So, once again, my disclaimer. I am not a doctor, and if you need medical advice, it should come from a real doctor. But I want to add that you should choose a doctor that actually values science and its processes, and that doesn't believe in magic. That's all for this main part. Let us now play another game of Find the Fake. here are three news items and one of them was turned into a fake news by me and it's your job to guess which one is the fake here we go item number one with the surge of new Covid cases in the United States now more young people are also getting into the emergency rooms item number two lightning really helps to clean up the atmosphere and item number three the pandemic has unleashed a plague of rats in our big cities you can still pause. You can still play along. I will now reveal the answers. So are more young people now getting into the emergency rooms due to COVID? Yes, this is true. An article from Science News. This was written by uh, Betsy Ladychet, or what? how you pronounce this. It has a weird spelling. Um, on May 4th. And it reads, the surge in U.S. coronavirus cases shows a shift in who's getting sick. Younger, unvaccinated people aren't just getting mild infections. They are landing in the emergency room, too. So this should give people something to think, because a lot of people were saying, I'm young, it's not going to knock me off anyway, I'm just going to get a mild flu. Yeah, it doesn't look like that. Which uh, brings us to item number two. Lightning really helps clean up the atmosphere. This one is also true. So, found this one on Science Daily. It's an article from April 29th. The source is Penn State. Lightning and subdivisible discharges produce molecules that clean the atmosphere. Scientists have found that lightning bolts and, surprisingly, subvisible discharges that cannot be seen by cameras or the naked eye produce extreme amounts of the hydroxyl radical and hydroperoxyl radical. The hydroxyl radical is important in the atmosphere because it initiates chemical reactions and breaks down molecules like the greenhouse gas methane. How about that? That's a cool news item. Which brings us to number 3. The pandemic has unleashed a plague of rats in our big cities. This one is the fake. So the title reads Has the pandemic unleashed a plague of rats in our cities? and uh, the article is written by Henry Nichols, May 2nd it was published. So they were having this hypothesis and they were studying it. They were checking for rat populations in the big cities like New York. They actually observed the opposite, that rat populations went down because restaurants were closed, so rats didn't have their usual feeding grounds. But they are now seeing that the restaurants have reopened and rats are coming back. But the corona pandemic has not increased rat populations. There was not a plague. So this one was fake. How did you do? Could I fool you or did you sniff it out? We're coming to the end of the show. But as promised, I want to say just a little bit about my experience with the COVID vaccine that I got yesterday as part of this vaccination campaign for educators. So I had to go to the university here. Um... Based on my last name, it was my turn yesterday, and we were getting the Cancino vaccine. This is one shot only. And, um, yeah, the line was very long, and uh, for an hour, the line had not moved at all. So people were reporting this is super quick, and of course, when I was there, bad luck, it was not quick. It took over an hour before we finally moved, and I noticed that I was getting in my emotional state, because nothing was moving But at least I could be grateful because I had a place in the shadow. So what probably happened is that they had to wait for maybe a new truck with more vaccines. Once the line moved, it moved really fast. So they were uh, putting us all on chairs under a roof with nice distance. And over there they were asking for some people's last names randomly to see if we were there on the correct date. And some people, of course, weren't. They just wanted to sneak in when it was not their turn. But they took them out. They took them into another line, which they also attended eventually. Um, Yeah, so I then advanced. We advanced by lines of chairs, like in blocks of 50 people, more or less, maybe 60. Um, They checked my paperwork. Everything was very fast, very smooth. And then they attended us in the gym of the faculty. Uh, They had tables. There were nurses and well the army was helping organizing this and uh, per table we were in groups of 10 so they talked to us they explained of uh, us which vaccine we're getting um, about possible side effects um, asked if anyone was pregnant or if anyone had any allergies and then they showed us the injection they showed us that there was liquid in there because people have a lot of doubts about this And, and yeah They already applied the vaccine, showed us afterwards again that there was no liquid in there anymore, so that it was administered. They kept us there for observation, 15 more minutes, and then we could go. So I was there for about two hours. Uh, It required a little patience, but all good. So I came home, and for the rest of the day, I was good. So people have um, reported me that their arm was feeling heavy and that immediately they, they started having side effects and um yeah for me these side effects did not kick in until the night so i woke up around two o'clock which was about 12 hours after getting the vaccine i woke up with a headache and with this sensation that somebody was just putting a huge weight on my chest um which well would come from the lungs and i had that sensation for about half an hour um and yeah the rest of the night i would keep waking up uh, so there were these waves of fevers i would notice I, I was feeling very hot or i was feeling very cold i, I checked my temperature in the morning um it, it's slightly high right now um but yeah i just feel yeah a little bad right now so i have this headache that doesn't go away um a little bit of backache a little bit of nausea um, but interestingly my arm doesn't feel heavier at all so that's not a side effect. Um, I think I could be feeling worse. I also could be feeling better. Um, but these, effects, these side effects mean that my body is reacting to the vaccine, that my body is building antibodies. So it is a good sign. And I'm very happy about this. So these side effects are likely going to take the day, maybe two days, and then everybody reported they were feeling better again. So I'll keep observing that. But I thought you might want to hear this little report about a vaccine that's not so much in the news. So it's one dose only. It's supposed to take a month until we have completely built our antibodies and our protection is complete. And then maybe in June we could go back to classes. I honestly think this will happen until the next school year. But we have to see. I will keep you posted, dear rabbits. This is all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for taking your time and listening. If you like the show and you want to support me, there are easy and painless ways, which are all for free. Rate and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Share it with your friends on your social media. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can find all the links in the show notes. Every little bit helps. If you want to be on the show, or know somebody that you'd like to be a guest, please drop me a note on social media. Stay safe and stay curious. Until next Thursday, I'm Marco, and this has been Where Did The Rabbit Call?